boy, oh boy, oh boy. What a wonderful day it is outside. Oh, Baruch Hashem, the humidity. It, it, it kind of stopped, right, Rabbi Herbs? Ah, uh, yes, it did. Can I know? Okay, so, uh, um, let's see. Um, do you know we have a very interesting story tonight? Yeah, but don't you want to do all the other stuff first? Oh, yes. Okay, we'll take care of that first. Okay, first I'd like to remind everybody you're listening to uh, jrootradio.com. You can listen to us live on the radio by tuning into calling through your telephone, I should say. What did I say, radio? <laughs> what a mistake. Yeah, you better believe it. You must be jet lag because you went to Chicago last week. Yeah, yeah, shtickle. Okay, so anyways, uh, you can listen to us live on the telephone by dialing 712-432-4217. Or you can listen to us live and archives on 718-506-9099. That number again is 718-506-9099. And you can either listen to us live on that number or... If you want to check us out on the archives in case you missed the show, you can always uh, follow the menu. <laughs> That's right. Okay, and if you want to listen to us, you can listen to us uh, on jbritradio.com. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, uh, 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 did we welcome everybody? I don't know. Did you say... Welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhak and his sidekick, me, Yossi! Yay! Okay, I think we did that. Okay, now, of course, we can always use donations over here. So please, by all means, do send your donations and help our, our station stay alive. And so, therefore, you can do that by sending donations to uh, J Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Once again, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. If you would like to text in a message, uh, that is, if you want to text in a story idea, perhaps, or you want to text in how to advertise or sponsor one of our shows, then uh, go right ahead and text in to 347-927-8398. I believe I covered everything. No, you didn't. You forgot to say the number that we're not going to say. I don't have to say 718-683-5858 because everybody knows that. You know that. I know, I know, but it's fun to do it anyways. Okay, so it was done already. Okay. Now, tonight we have a very exciting story, and I have no idea how long it's going to take because I got this from my friend Mendy, and, of course, uh, it's the first time I'm ever telling it, so if I really don't know how long it's going to take, okay? And it has a very interesting name. <laughs> really? Like, what's the name of the story? Shnayim Ochsen Batalis. Boy, oh, boy, that, 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 that's a funny name. Yes, yes, it's a funny name, but that's the name of the story. So I'd like to remind everybody once again that tonight's story, uh, tonight's show is sponsored as a refuah shalema for Chaim Yosef Tzvi ben Surah Miriam. Once again, it's sponsored as a refuah shalema for Chaim Yosef Tzvi ben Surah Miriam and also for refuah shalema for Peril Bas Chaya Rivka. Once again, also for refuah shalema for Peril Bas Chaya Rivka. Tonight's story is called... Yeah. No, 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 it's not called Yeah. I mean, it's called Shnaim Oak Simbatalis. That's cute. Uh, when did this story take place? Ah, well, sure, we're going to get background. 
Okay, so this story took place by the Heilige Tzadik, Rab David, who became the, eventually the Chernobyl Rebbe, after his father, known as Rab Mottel of Chernobyl, also known as the Chernobyl of Mahagid. So anyway, this is a story that happened in that time period. Yeah, okay, so what happened? Well... You know, I got this story not too long ago, so I didn't have chance to research because he just told me the story takes place in a certain shtetl, but he didn't give me the name of the shtetl. So for story's sake, we'll call the shtetl a, um, a, a pickled herring. No, 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 you like pickled herring. I do, I do, I do, I do. Yes, yes, but let's call this uh, the shtetl called Shalva. The shtetl of Shalva? Mm-hmm. We'll call it the shtetl of Shalva, because since I don't know what the shtetl is, we'll call it Shalva. But Shalva means tranquility. Yes, it does. And believe me, this uh, shtetl uh, uh, originally was anything, and literally I mean anything, but uh, <laughs> a shtetl with Shalva at, at, the, at the beginning. But eventually it did become so. Really? I, like, what's going on? you got to explain it to me. Sure, no problem. You know what a chosid is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know what a masnagid is? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it, it makes a nice song. Chosid, misnagid, chosid, misnagid. No, 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 no. Uh, a chosid is someone devoted to chosidis and devoted to a kodesh borchu, and he tries to make his whole body involved in, in serving a kodesh borchu. You understand? That's why you see a lot of Hasidim get up early. They learn, uh, you know, things like that. They go to mikvah. They 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 they, they put a lot of slavas. They put a lot of, you know, feeling and, and love into their davening and with varumkite and they greet people with with shenka. You know what I mean? In general, that's the way uh, Hasidim is supposed to be. Understand? And and misnagdim. Uh, are like just the opposite, you know what I mean? Because Miss Nagate, Nagate, you know, means opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're telling me there's a story with a fight? No, 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 no. We're not going to get into fights. A story with, 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 with what? Well, it's a story that has a happy ending. Can we do the happy ending first? No, 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 we don't do story that way. We usually tell the story that leads up to the happy ending. Because we don't like sad endings, right? Uh, right, right. But sometimes you can have a story that has a sad ending and you learn a very powerful lesson. Yes, yes, yes. But we're not talking about Tisha B'Av right now, and we're not in the three weeks. We're still in Sphira, and we're getting closer to Shavuos. But nonetheless, um, uh, well, you know, just let me get on with the story. Go ahead. Get on with the story. Okay. So anyway, so let me tell you what happened. <laughs> the name of the story that we're going to call tonight is going to be called Shnayim Oich Simbatalis. Wow. Uh, oh, because I get it, because in the Mishnah, the two guys are having a machloikis. Did I get the talis? Did you get the talis? <laughs> I got it, I got it. Well, anyways, let me explain you what happened. Is as follows. There was this shtetler called Shalva. In it, there lived people. No kidding, really? I would think, I mean, what was living there? Maybe mice or something? Well, there were some mice in those days. 
all the mice, there was mice. Uh, yes, yes, there were mice there too. And there were cats also. Really? <laughs> wow, that's nice. Uh, 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 does it have to do with the mice or does it have to do with people? It has to do with people. Well, anyway, some of the people that lived in the shtetl of Shalva, some of them were, guess what? I don't want to guess what. I want to guess who. Okay. So some of the people lived there were Hasidim. Now, there was no particular Hasidish Rebbe that lived in the shtetl of Shalva, but it was like a shtetl that people, you know, made parnosa, some did, uh, uh, you know, they were merchants, uh, you know, meaning selling things from here and there, peddlers and whatever you want to call it, you know, but the bottom line comes out is that these were Hasidim that came from all over, and they settled here in Shalva, and they opened up a shul, obviously, you know, to be able to daven and so on and so forth and follow the Hasidic ways. And, of course, those Hasidim got along with each other. And, uh, and unfortunately or fortunately, but it's going to be fortunately in the end. Uh, well, you're trying to confuse me. No, 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 I don't have to do that. You can do that by yourself. Anyway, so let me tell you what happened. See, what ended up happening was like this. There was a Musnagid that lived there. Only one? What's the big deal? No, 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 no. There was a whole bunch of us nagged him. You know, like, I would say, you know, more than half the town, the majority of the town were misnagdim. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nowadays, Baruch Hashem, misnagdim, misnagdim, and Hasidim get along very well, Baruch Hashem. Okay? And I'm very, very happy to hear that. And it should always be like that. But in the early years, you know, it wasn't always like that. Uh-oh. Is this a story about Machlaikis? Uh, yes. It is kind of a story about Machlaikis. And though it's about Machlaikis, it's gonna. I know it's gonna have a happy ending, but now you got me really curious because I know a lot of stories that you tell. But, but I never heard this one. That's because I never heard this one either until Mendy told it to me. And uh, actually, until he emailed it to me. But, anyways, whatever the bottom line is, but uh, uh, this story is um, uh, very interesting. That's a great lesson. That's what I'm going to tell it. I hope so. Yes. Okay, so let me tell you what happened. The woman snagged him there, but there was one particular misnagged who, um... Uh, he had a big mouth, bigger than mine. Uh, well, uh, kind of had a big mouth, yes. But, uh, bigger than mine? Uh, uh, well, um, it's a little different than your kind of mouth. You see, um, he knew what he was doing. But but uh, the other people didn't. I, I, I'm not sure I understand. I'm not sure I understand. Uh, uh, I, I'm not sure I understand. But 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 you can tell me anyways. Uh huh. Okay. So let me tell you what happened. All right. Anyways, inside the shtetl, there was a misnagi. You told me that. But his name was. You didn't tell me that. But I'm going to tell it to you now. Anyways, his name was. We'll call him. Uh, Moshe. Okay, great. We'll call him Chayim Moshe. Now, what about this guy, Chayim Moshe? Well, <clears throat> this guy, Chayim Moshe, I know, he was a Masnagi, right? Yes, yes, yes. He also was very, very rich. Wow, a lot of money. <laughs> okay. And being that he was very rich, obviously people... Listen to him because he has influence. He had influence over many people, including the Pirates. The Pirates! And what was the Pirates' name? He didn't tell me. 
So we don't want to just call them uh, pirates without a name. So pick a name. Ah, uh, let's see. Ah, uh, uh, pirates. Ah, uh, uh, Hmm, okay. So we'll call this pirates pirates Chaylovsky. Anyways, pirates Chaylovsky was a very interesting pirates. He was nice to the Jewish people. Mm hmm. Yes, he was. Except he was also influenced by the Roisha Kol, who happened to be the Roisha Mishnagdim over there, who happened to come from Vilna, where at that time period, you know, um, a, lot of, a lot of people who followed the Vilna Gon and so on and so forth uh, were Mishnagdim, and they were against Hasidis. But eventually things straightened out, Baruch Hashem, as you can see nowadays. But, anyways, the point of the matter is this person came from Vilna, and he was a very, in Yiddish they would say, Ashtaka Fabrenta. Ashtaka Fabrenta. What does that mean? A person that's very burnt. Ugh, he's so burnt, and how can he walk around? No, no, no. It means that he is like a very strong misnagid. Like, you know, when something is burnt and well done, you can't get rid of that taste and that smell of the burntness, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you're saying that he was a Fabrenta Misnagin, right? That's right. He was a, whoo, what a Misnagin he was. And believe me, he thought only his way was right. Ah, uh, did he know how to learn? Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. He was a very learned person. As a matter of fact, he was a very big Tamachacham. He was rich, he was a Baal Chesed, but there's just that he just felt that Hasidim were not real Yidin. Oh, that's not nice. Well, <laughs> he's going to learn his lesson, don't you worry. Ah, Baruch Hashem, happy ending, right? Yes, that's right. Anyway, so let me tell you what happened. Yeah, go ahead and tell me. Okay. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> yes, so what happened was it's like this. One day, one of the Hasidim went over to this rich man to Chaim Moshe, or Moshe Chaim. You said Chaim Moshe. Okay, so Chaim Moshe. Okay, anyway, so he went over to Chaim Moshe, and he said, pardon me, I will listen. I want to know what you have against us people. Why was making my legs? We tried to leave, we, we tried to leave, uh, how you say, Bisholem. We want to leave Bisholem, and you, you, you're making my legs over here. What is the problem? What is the problem? I'll tell you what the problem is. Do you know what the problem is? No, you didn't tell me. Well, you're going to tell me, or you're going to sit there and scream? I'm not sitting and screaming. Okay, you're going to stand there and scream? What's the difference? You're screaming your head off. I'm talking like a bench, and you're screaming. You see... Us Hasidim, we're very warm, we're very warm, we don't scream. I am not screaming, I am talking! Oh boy, I hate to see when, when you are screaming. Okay, so uh, what do you got against us? What do I got against you? You guys don't know how to learn! What are you talking about? We learn every day. Ah, you hardly learn compared to us. You spend uh, all morning here, you, you spend so much time in shul davening, davening, davening. You know, uh, yes, of course it's important to daven. There's no question about it. But there's davening, and then there's davening. You guys spend so much time davening, you can't learn as much as you should. So therefore, you can't be too smart in that. And then besides, you know, many of you people daven late. I don't get it. 
Uh, that's because many of us stay up late to, to, to ah, you stay up late to, to sing and dance. No, 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 we learn Torah too. Ah, yeah, let me test you out. And unfortunately, as good as most of those Hasidim learned, they were not, and I repeat, they were nowhere as close to where the learning level of this guy Chaim Moshe was. Now, Chaim Moshe was very learned, but he had a little problem. A little problem sounds like I have a big problem. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Well, well, part of his problem is he's an auction. Oh, auction, auction. Let me look up in the Oxford dictionary. Oh, auction, right. He's a stubborn person. That's right. And you know what the other thing was? Ah, ah, ah. Usually if he's stubborn, he's about captain, right? Ah, uh, yes. He was a person who always had a temper. Mm-hmm. And he always got angry at Miss Nagdim. No, he can't get angry at Miss Nagdim because he's a Miss Nagdim. Right. So therefore he got angry at Hasidim. That's right. And he used to make fun of them. He used to tease them all the time. And he used to make them sorrows whenever he can, or whenever he could. And they couldn't do a thing. You know why? Ah, uh, he was very strong. Not that way, the way you think, but he had great influence. He was under the influence? He kept drinking schnapps and everything? No, 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 no. Not under the influence. He had great influence. Ow! Oh, he had the great bottle of schnapps by him? No, 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 no. Not the great bottle of schnapps by him. He, he, he was, you know, very big businessman, and he did a lot of business with the pirates, and he was very friendly with the pirates. You know what? Let's, let's see what happens with him and the pirates. Ah! Good afternoon, uh, pirates. Khailovsky, <laughs> uh, how are you? I'm very, very good. Thank the Holy Lord. I'm very good. So, uh, what can I do for you today? Make another business deal? Ah, I already took care of that with uh, some of your servants who are in charge. Everything is going smoothly. Uh, 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 Baruch Hashem. Uh, yes, Porkichi Achemiki. Uh, no, 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 Baruch Hashem. Uh, I like to say it the way I can. Uh, bless be God. Uh, yeah, all right, very good. Anyway, so uh, tell me, Boritz, uh, 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 do you know what's going on here in uh, this little shtetla of Shalva? Yes, yes, yes. There are Jews and there are Jews. According to you, there's only one type of Jew. A Jew that keeps Shabbos, uh, what's that word? Shabbos Kodesh. Right. A Jew who keeps uh, Shabbos, uh, what was that song you told me? Shabbos, 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 Kodesh. Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos. You know what? Better you don't sing. <laughs> you may be a good businessman, but not a good singer. Okay. Anyways, so tell me. Uh, uh, you tried to explain me the other day that there are two kinds, how you call it? Two kinds of Jew. One's a Jew and one's not a Jew. I don't understand. Well, you see, uh, I'm a snogging like me, you know. Uh, uh, we, we are uh, uh, a very from people, you know. And we're very religious. We we pray. You know, we, we daven every day. Uh, we do what we're supposed to. You understand? Or we get up in the morning. We daven to Rebbeinah Shalom. That means, you know, the, the master of the universe, you know. And um, we do what we're supposed to. We eat breakfast. And many of us go to learn our holy Torah uh, before we go to work. 
And then whenever we have free time, we, we are sure that we learn Torah and everything like that. And uh, what is the other people called? Uh, oh, they, they call themselves Hasidim. But I call them fanatics, you understand? They're very fanatic people. What do you mean they're very fanatic? What does it mean, the fanatic? Oh, well, you see, sir. You see, what it means is like this. They are so fanatic. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, davening should take about half hour, 45 minutes. In, 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 I'm talking about the weekday, you know, chakras in the morning. You know, it should take about a half hour, 45 minutes in the day of laning. But these people, they could spend over an hour. Are oh, you hear that? Over an hour davening. Davening? Yeah, that's praying, praying. Uh, they, they, they could spend over an hour uh, 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 praying. Oh, that's, uh, so what's wrong if they pray? It's always good to pray to God, no? Yeah, 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 of course. But, you know, uh, let's, uh, let's look at this way, okay? Pirates, suppose you give me a nice good business deal. What do you mean suppose? I always give you a nice business deal, don't I? Yes, and I always give you good merchandise, don't I? Oh, yes, you always give good merchandise, yes. So explain me what you are explaining. I'm giving you a marshal. You give me a, a what? I'm giving you an example, uh, you know, a parable. A per, 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 what? Uh, uh, boy, oh boy, uh, you know, I'm going to tie, I'm, I'm like a, I'll give an example to prove my point. Let's say you and I, we're doing business. We are? What do you mean, we suppose? I mean, let, let's say we just concluded a deal, and you bought from me, um, let's say, uh, um, 700 logs of lumber. Okay, yes, and then... Now you have these seventy-five. I mean, just seven hundred. Uh, uh, seven hundred logs of uh, lumber. Right, right. That's what I said. Anyway, so let's say you have this uh, seventy-five. Seven hundred. All right, uh, seven hundred. So let's say you have this seven hundred logs of lumber, and let's say you paid me just for talk's sake. You paid me uh, uh, fourteen hundred zlotys. Okay, this is a good price. Yeah, yeah. So let's say you paid me fourteen hundred zlotys for this. Okay. And now I am thankful for you for giving me the business, right? You should be, because if you want me to do business again, you have to be nice to me. That's right. So I, I right, yeah, 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 that's exactly my point. So anyways, so let me explain you. So now I'm going to be thanking you for the business. So I'm going to say, uh, Poritz Chelovsky, uh, I want to thank you for giving me the business. I thank you from the bottom of my heart to the tip of my toes to the bitty nose, okay? I uh, thank you very much. I really appreciate uh, uh, what you did for me. I, I, it's really fantastic. I really, really appreciate it. Okay, very good. So now what? Well, uh, do you expect that I should say, uh, I thank you from the bottom of my toes to the tip, tip of my nose uh, and say it all like a hundred times? <laughs> it would be nice. <laughs> But, uh, but, you know, uh, seriously, I mean, I'm not going to stand all day and say, thank you, 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 thank you. Well, what do you think you're doing now? I'm just giving an example. Oh, example. 32 plus 30. No, 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 not that kind of example. Uh, anyways, do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, so you think that when they pray to God, they are praying too much because they're saying thank you, thank you too much. Yes? Uh, yes. But of course, that's not true. If you go to a chassid and you would ask him why he happened so long, and the chassid may answer you something like this. Uh, let me tell you something. 
first of all, let's think for a moment. Let's look at the, when you make a bracha, uh, what do you start off with? You say, Baruch Atoh Hashem, right? So it's like you're talking straight to Hashem. Baruch Atoh Hashem. You, Hashem, are blessed, right? And the next thing, what's the next word? Next word, eh? you know, next word, oh yeah, sure, next word is Elokeinu, uh, Melech That's right. So why we're talking straight to Hashem, we're going Baruch to Hashem. And then after that, what do we do? Instead of saying Elokai, by God, we say Elokeinu, our God. What's going on here? Why? What's the problem? Yeah, this is a very good question. So what's the answer? The answer is like this. First, we start off uh, like we're very close to Hashem. And we say, Baruch Ato Hashem, like we're talking one-on-one. Then all of a sudden we recognize when we're asking in a brocha, let's say, to thank him for a drink or, or a fruit or something, whatever it is, we realize that we're talking to Hashem. The creator of the whole world, the whole universe, everything, everything that's out there, he created, he, 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 he made everything. So then when we start thinking like that, so what happens? We realize, who are we to stand in front of Hashem? How can we talk one-on-one in front of Hashem? So we start talking more respectful, and instead of talking directly, and we say, uh, my God, we say, our God. You understand? Because we're frightened. So really what the Chosid is doing when he's davening, he's not just davening to, 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 to life through the davening. The Chosid is trying to daven, and the reason why he stretched the davening and davening is more with kavonish and everything, because he wants to try to feel closer and closer to HaKadosh Bocho. You understand? Because if you really feel close to HaKadosh Bocho, then you can actually feel that he's watching everything that you do. You understand? Uh, give me an example. A, a shul that is very quiet, okay? A shul that is very quiet, meaning that they're owning daven, they don't talk in the middle of davening. Then that feel as mamish, you feel it. You're in the shul, you feel like a holiness in it. But let's say there's a shul that a few people here and there are davening and a few people here and there are talking. You don't feel like you're in a holy place. You understand what I'm saying? And therefore, that's not like feeling like a good davening. So when that happens... Uh, you don't feel like you feel close to Hashem. So Hasidim, uh, we, 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 we try as best as possible to try to get closer and closer to Hashem. Then when we feel closer, we feel happy. And that's why we're always smiling and being happy and dancing and singing all the time. Because when you feel happy, you feel like singing and you feel like dancing. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's not that time of the year yet. You can sing other t- the song. Like what? Uh, that's a good song. Okay. Anyways, so that's the way it was. And meanwhile, the Pirates was listening to every word and holding on to every word that Chaim Moshe said as though they were words of gold. So you understood my marshal, my uh, example? Oh, yes, I understanding everything now. So you're saying they are phony balonies. But what about the piece that uh, uh, Rabbi Earp stuck in in between in the middle of the story? Well, that's not my part, okay? That was something he gave to the audience so they should understand what's going to happen later on, you understand? But right now, at this part of the story, <laughs> I don't like them, and I think they're bad people. You understand? And I think the pirates should think so too and should have nothing to do with them. You're right. You are right. 100%. And so 
Unfortunately, sure enough, the pirate was convinced, and he was so convinced that any time there was a chassid, and he decided the following. I know something. I'm going to go to see my Heilige Rebbe. I'm going to go there for the weekend. I'm going to uh, absorb the Heiligkeit, the holiness of my Rebbe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, what did you just tell me? Yeah, sir, I told you. Uh, I'm working for this guy, Jenkel, and this guy, Jenkel, Yanko. Yeah, right, that's what I said, Jenkel. Anyways, I worked for this guy, Jinko. And Jinko was dancing and singing while he was working. And I couldn't overhelp overhearing, or is it I couldn't overhear? I mean, I, I couldn't help myself overhearing the way he's singing and dancing, you know. And even though we were speaking in, in Yiddish, but it so happens that I work so many times for Jewish people that I picked up the Yiddish language. So I understood what he was thinking about. He was so happy that he's going to go to his uh, Rebbe. That's what he called the Rebbe. Aha. He's going to his Rebbe. <laughs> Yanko's going to his Rebbe. <laughs> he thinks his Rebbe is something special, eh? <laughs> well, I'll give him something special. <laughs> All right, here it is, Ere Shabbos. Uh, I got up extra early to make sure I got my learning in. Ah, there's Yanko. Ah, oh, he's loading his wagon. <laughs> Some people are going to go with him. <coughs> uh, excuse me. See no problem here. Hey, you're coughing all over the place. Don't give me any cold, okay? <laughs> here you go, girl. Why you give me a cold? Stay away from me, okay? I'm not bothering you. Why are you bothering me? <laughs> but you are bothering me. Wait, how can I be bothering you? I'm sitting on my wagon. I just finished loading my wagon. I'm going to go see my rabbi. What's the problem with you? Problem with me? The problem is not with me. It's with you. Is the problem is with you? No, I didn't say with me. I said with you. That's what I said. Your problem is not with me. It's with you. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. No, no. Yes, yes. No, no. Yes, yes. No, yes. No, yes. Okay, no. Yes. Yes, what? Okay, yes. There's a problem with you. Okay, very nice. Wait a minute. Listen to me. You're going to your Emma? Yeah, that's right. And uh, the people in the wagon are coming also. You're going to the Emma? Yes, I'm going to the Rebbe. Why? Why? <laughs> if you go to your Rebbe, I'll make sure that when you come back, you're the laughingstock of the whole town. Because I'm going to make fun of you so bad. I don't understand why you go to your Rebbe. What do you mean you don't understand why we go to Rebbe? Hey, Shmerl, tell him. Uh, we go to our Rebbe to feel inspired. Hey, when we come to the Rebbe, inspires us. It is Givaldic. <laughs> Inspire you with, 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 with uh, nonsense. <laughs> ah, and sure enough, if these people 
They went to the Rebbe. When they came back, they came back. They thought they snuck into town. But all of a sudden, there would be an ambush. And all of a sudden, some of the Misnagdim who were under the orders of none other than Chaya Moshe would start throwing rotten fruit at them. And, it, you know, of course, Moshe, I mean, Chaya Moshe didn't feel that it was baltashkas because it was rotten anyways. It was unfit to eat. And some of the people threw mud. And they really messed up their good clothing. And it wasn't very nice. And people started to think, this is not right. Yeah, yeah, I I understand. But we got to see our rebbes, you know? Each one of us, and we got to see our rebbes. So how are we going to do it? Every time we go, he finds out, and then he always teases and makes fun. Is there anybody has a solution? Yo, you have a solution. I have an idea. When we go, why don't we go quietly? What's your name by that? Well, who says we have to make a fanfare? Don't speak so loud in front of your Goyesha workers. And don't let them know. We'll just keep it a secret. And then, you know, we'll uh, make notes between each other. And then we'll, uh, we'll uh, go and then, you know, we'll do what we have to do. Uh, it's a really good idea. I like it, he said. Yeah, I like it also. And sure enough, they tried as best as possible to go over and sneak out whenever they went to their rebbes. But of course, being that Chaya Meishan knows everything that's going on around the town, so he overheard many a time that their boss wasn't there because they couldn't go 10 minutes before Shabbos and then come back right after Shabbos because in those days there were no street lamps. So most of them did not travel back they did not travel back uh, to their places, uh, you know, after dark. So they used to wait until they used to wait until Sunday morning to come back. Oh, they waited until Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So they used to go sometimes even on a Thursday afternoon, or if the Shabbos was long, they would go Friday morning. And some went took their chance at noontime, depending on how the weather looked. They had weather forecast. No, no, no. They looked at the sky. Oh, I see. But if they look at the sky, they'll crash. What do you mean they'll crash? Well, you know, I mean, you got to see where you're going when you're driving away, and you can't look up at the sky and see the wet. Oh, you see. They just took a glance, and they got an idea. Oh, I see. I see. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh, when they went, did they squeak their chairs? Uh, no, they did not squeak their chairs. Uh, did they squeak the wagon? No, 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 no. Did they squeak their noses? Oh, you see. Come on. Okay, anyways... <clears throat> eventually he would find out somehow, and again he would tease them. And if you think that was bad, let me tell you something else that was bad. Sometimes a Rebbe would send what we call a shliach, a messenger. And his purpose was to bring a message to his chassidim in the nearby shtetlach, wherever they were. And sometimes it was because, let's say, the Rebbe wanted to raise money for a tzedakah or something like that, or for the yeshiva that he had, or for almano, or for achnazah's kala, whatever it was. When he wanted to raise money, he would send the shliach. And this was one thing that Chaim Moshe hated as well. This is one thing that Chaim Moshe hated. I mean, he hated that. Meaning it's another thing. I'm meaning it's another Okay, got it. Uh, what is this? 
I don't recognize this person who's coming to town. Ah, Shalom Aleichem. How are you, Vushmachta? Hey, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, and Vushmachta. How are you? Well, what can I do for you? Are you, you are new around here? No, 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 you're new around here. Ah, yes, I am. So you're not new. That means if I ask you uh, where I should go, you'll be able to tell me. Sure. Where do you want to go? I'm looking for the Hasidic Shul. <laughs> the Hasidic Shul is down the drain. <laughs> You're very funny. <laughs> well, good sense of humor. I like that. That's nice. Anyways, uh, I need to speak to some of the Hasidim. Uh, 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 can you show me where the shul is? I certainly will not. You certainly will what? I said I certainly will not. Uh, why, why won't you show me? I ask you nicely. Oh, you want I should pay you? I don't need your money. Do you know who I am? Baruch Hashem not. <laughs> Baruch Hashem not. I am Chaim Moshe. I am the Rosh Shakol here. I am one of the richest people around here. And I'm a big time Chochem. And who are you? Well, one thing is I'm not a Balgaivnik like you are. Anyways, let me uh, tell you like this. It just so happens that, uh, how should I say it? Then don't say it! You need to ask how. No, I'm trying to be nice to you. Anyways, um, I'm here on the Slichas, and I have to raise money for Achnosh's color. So, uh... Oh, really? Well, what does the Toysvis on Daf Samach Vav on the left side say in Mesech the Soita? You know what I mean? I would have to look at the... Ah, you don't know it by heart. And you call yourself a Talmud Ha, 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 ha. First of all, I'm a Talmud Chochem because I'm not a Chochem. Ah, you ain't kidding, you're not a Chochem. You know, it's close to one. No, 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 that's not what I mean. I'm a Talmud Chochem because I'm always learning, always trying to get closer and closer to Hashem. Now, if you don't mind, I'll think I'll find my way by myself. No, you won't. Not until I take care of you. You're on Shlichus when you're Rebbe. <laughs> Boys, boys, and uh, take care of him. Well, oh, you're Achnosis Archim. Oh, I'm going to take care. Oh, you're going to give me a place to stay to rest up before I go to the show. Oh, so you're playing a joke the whole time. Oh, no. We're not playing a joke the whole time. Prove it to him. Yeah, sure, boy. No problem. And they threw mud on him. <laughs> Ugh. Well, my, my, uh, recall, my, my jacket uh, a little bit dirty. Uh, do you mind cleaning that off? Sure. No problem. Clean it off. Okay. You're not cleaning it off. You're putting more mud. Are you out of your mind? And sure enough, people understood. Eventually that you could not even send a shliach over there without getting harassed or bothered or, or attacked or teased or made fun of. Eventually, less and less shluchim came to see the Hasidim in the town. But every now and then, a Hasid had to be sent. And the Heiligit Sadiq, Ramatul of Chernobyl, he had a message to send to his Kehillah that was out there in that shtetl of Shalva. And he wanted them to have good chizik because the Eden over there was starting to get, like I say in Yiddish, angewoint, which means they began to get used to their situation 
They realize that they want to be a chosid. They have to take all the abuse from Moshe Chaim. But the problem is it was getting worse. Because since Moshe Chaim convinced the parrots that anybody who's not like a masnagin, anybody who doesn't spend time learning, anyone who doesn't take their learning so seriously, they cannot be an erlachayid, a good yid. So since that's the way he felt, so what ended up happening was, what ended up happening was, as a result, ha, you know, uh, I know people got, got, got really so sad and upset, and uh, some Hasidim moved out of the town. Uh, yes, I hate to say so, but many of them could not move out because they couldn't afford to move anywhere else. So they stayed there. But then one day, as I was saying, the great Tzadik, Rabbi Motel of Chernobyl, he needed to send a message of chizik of hope. So he called the shliach. Uh, come here, please. Yes, Rebbe. What is it? What would the Rebbe like for me to do? I want you to go to the shtetl of Shalva and bring him my message of chizik. They should never lose hope. Things will get better one day. You'll see. Uh, okay. Uh, I will go right away. And just be careful. Yes, yes. I heard about this Chaim. But now let me tell you. Since Chaim told this person, since Chaim went over and mentioned so many times to the parrots that the Yidin, that are Hasidim, are not real Yidin. They're, not, they're fanatics. They, they, they just think they know what they're doing, but they don't. The parrots actually believe that. And the parrots himself would tease some of these people. And one day, the parrots was going through the shtetl when just at that same time, Zalman was coming. Let's see what's going on here. Ah, that must be judging from the way he's dressed. He's the pirates. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. And who are you? My name is Zalman. I'm a shliach from the Heiligat Tzaddik and the Holy Rabbi Chernobyl Amagid. Do you hear that? He is. What's that word? He's a chosid. Yes, he's a chosid. <laughs> no, eh, 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 I want you to take him to my house. Oh, wow. I can be a guest by the pirates. You really don't have to. I, I can find someplace else to stay. No, I insist you come to my house. Schlep him, bring him. Let's go. Take him. This is going to be fun. Uh, fun? What, what are you talking about? They schlepped him, they brought him, and they took him into the parrots' house. Big mansion. They brought him into one of the empty rooms, and over there in the empty room, he told his servants, Okay, tie him up over there and beat the living daylights. Don't kill him, just beat him up good. Yeah. No shliach come to this town. No, no, no. My good friend, Chaim Moshe, not like Hasidim, said, you people are phony baloney. <laughs> uh, excuse me, you're making a big mistake. Don't tell me I make mistake. I'm the Poritz. <laughs> I'm Poritz Chaylavsky. I never make mistake. <laughs> Beat him up. 
and they started to hit him. They beat him up pretty bad. And then they threw him out onto the road. And, of course, he never made it to tell his shlichus. He didn't want to come to give words of chizik that they should stay strong in the face of this bad person or this person who's acting bad, this Chaim Moshe. So, of course, since, uh, you know, the, the shliach didn't want that the people should seem like that because imagine a guy coming all beaten up and says, you should stay strong just like me. I don't think anybody would feel strong. They would become more frightened. So Zalman came back. And he was at Sabrochan Amenj, a broken man. And when the Hasidim heard that, they went over to the Heiligat Sadiq, Rabbi of Chernobyl. And they said, Rebbe, join the Nick. This is enough already. No, don't you think so? Maybe, Rebbe, I, I pardon me for talking this way, but I'm so upset. Every time a Shlier goes, something happens. Now look what happened this time. This time the Poets himself beat him up. This is terrible, terrible, terrible. This is very bad, very bad, very, very bad. I think that maybe the Rebbe, it's time for you to be misspelled, that the Rebbe should punish this man. How could he do this to us so much? It's not proper. But the Heilige Chernobyl Magid said, no. This is not what we are going to do. I'm very sorry. I will not be mispalo that the Eberster, that Hashem, should punish even such a yid like this. I will not take it on my plights. I will not take it upon my back and my shoulders that I should have this person punished on our account. No, 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 no. Instead, I would rather send somebody who is going to be a peacemaker. Okay? Who volunteers to be um, a shliach to go and make peace? Do we have any volunteers? I showed you where came. No way, no way. I am not. No way, no, no, no. I'm not going to do that. No, no, no. As a matter of fact, I heard. That um, when uh, this Moshe he heard what the Polish did, because the Polish was bragging about this, and what happened was this, that uh, uh, this Chaim Moshe, this Russia, uh, don't call him a Russia. Right now he's acting bad. Everybody could do tshuva. No? Tell me. Well, he, he, he said it's not his fault, because he said that uh, if the Jewish people, the, the Hasidim, that is, if they would act like Jewish people are supposed to and, and dive in the way they should, if they didn't learn the way they should and take the learning seriously, well, then, then um, this wouldn't happen. I see. Okay, nonetheless, uh, do we have a volunteer? Not me. No way. Ich kann nicht. Nein, ich kann nicht, nicht. I'm not going to go. No, I would not go. No way. And suddenly... One person got up and said that he would go. And this was the Chernobyl Rebbe's son, Reb David, who was a young person at that time. He was a young man, and people did not realize how great he was, or that he was going to be the future Chernobyl Rebbe later. But meanwhile, they didn't know. And Reb David stood forward. Uh, Tati, father, there's Hashem. I'll be your shliach, and I'll go, and I'll be my shliach with the Abish's health. Okay? What do you say? 
It's fine with me. Worst best I'm sorry to tell you this. Are you crazy? Didn't you hear what goes on there? It's a coolest of four shares to go there. I am not afraid. I'm going to do a mitzvah. A person who does a mitzvah is not uh, susceptible to be injured. Shliach mitzvah and in a zokin. So I'm going. I'm going. No, no, uh, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm going. Not a problem. All right, I'm going. And sure enough, Rab David went. But when he came to town, he didn't act like he was a chassid. He didn't go to the chassidim. And at that time, when he went to the town, the time period was, the time period was the end of Elul. It was the Shabbos that was right before Slichas. So he came there for Shabbos. He stayed at some local inn. He didn't even give a hint who he was. And he stayed there. And Motzei Shabbos, he went into the base of Medrash, the general base of Medrash, the same base of Medrash where Chayim goes. And he went in there. And he sat down and he started learning all night. And he learned until it was before Slichis that they said early, 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 early morning in those days. And what happened was, as he was learning, of course, Chaim being a big Tabachachim, he would come in to learn a little bit also. And as he came in, a little earlier than the Slichis to learn, he heard somebody learning out loud. If two people grab a talus, and he kept going over this Mishnah over and over again. And Chaim Moshe couldn't understand this. What's going on here? Sounds like a big Talmachalim. I hear you learning so loud. I hear all these Pshantim. But he keeps reviewing. What's the big deal? Two people grab a Talos. It's the first Mishnah over there in Elam and Tzias. What's the problem? I mean, I almost forgot myself. The first parish. Chaim Moshe and Yeah. So what's the big deal? It's a simple Mishnah. Very, very partial to Mishnah. Two people find the talas. This one's grabbing and this one's grabbing. This one says it's mine. This one says mine. So my, my, mine. So they have to both swear that uh, not less than a half is there. So what's the problem? And, and then, of course, it's partial, you know, uh, uh, since there's no witness to see who got it first. So therefore, they divide. I, I don't understand the problem. Why is he going over, over again? You know what? Let me go over to him. And so he went over to him and he began a discussion with Rabdovid. And he still did not know who Rabdovid was. And he didn't hop that he was a chassid either. And Sir Rab David, he started talking deep learning. And whenever Rab Chaim Moshe tried to give some sort of a terrace to ease the problems and the kashios that Rab David had, he slugged it up. He would knock it down and have another kash on it until it was getting time for slichas to be said. When it got to the time of slichas to be said, Chaim Moshe said, you know what? Do me a favor. Let's... Uh, do slichas now and let's daven. After davening, you come to my house. I will continue you over breakfast. What do you say? It's fine with me. I have no problem with it. And sure enough, that's what they did. And then 
when they were sitting there schmoozing over breakfast, suddenly Chaimash said, you know, you baffle me. You are so learned. I don't recognize you. You're new in town. Uh, who exactly are you? And of course, he didn't say that he was the son of Shnobel Reb, but he said he was Reb David. Hey, my name is Reb David, and I'm a shliach from uh, Chernobyl Rebbe. <laughs> you know what? I don't know why you had to tell me that part. But you know, you're an exception to the Hasidim. I see you know how to learn. And that's amazing. You learn Shas? Of course I learn Shas. Do you learn Shas? Of course I learn Shas. And what does Shas stand for? Shas stands for Shisha Shudra Mishnah. What are you talking about? Well, take a look again. Shas stands for Shlichas and Selichas. Huh? What are you talking about? I'm here for Shlichas to get Selichas. Shlichas? Your messenger here sent for Selichas to forgive us or what? What are you talking about? Yes. It seems to me you have many misunderstandings. As a matter of fact, that's my problem with the Mishnah. And you don't seem to agree with the Mishnah. What, what, what are you talking about? It's a very simple uh, Mishnah. Uh, two people, they can't decide, so they divide. What's the problem? Yeah. But you know, it's very interesting. Uh, instead of dividing, you're making machloikas. Well, uh, you're trying to confuse me. What are you talking about? Well, let me explain. See, the Mishnah says two people grab a talus. Why the Mishnah particularly says a talus? Why not say something else? Uh, why not say a coat? Why a talus? Because when you look at a talus, you see the tzitzis, you remember the, sh- you know, the 613 mitzvahs. So what it means is this mission is telling us about the machloikas between the chasidim and the misnagdim and the misnagdim and the chasidim. Huh? How do you get that? Very simple. Shnayim or Ishmatalis. Two grammatalis. Who are the two? Chasidim and Misnagdim. Or unless you want to say Misnagdim is Chasidim. They both grab the talus. So this one says, This one says, You know, I found the way of Torah. I found the way to get close to Hashem. And this one says, No, no, no. I found the way to get close to Hashem. And they don't want to give in. Because this one says, The whole Torah is mine. It's my way and not your way. And the other says, No, no, no. It's all my way, not your way. But what does the Mishnah say? They go over, and it says that they both swear that they don't have less than half, and they divide. No mamach like this. They realize that they can both have a chalak in the talus. So the same thing here. Why can't Hasidim and Mishnagdim get along? And why can't Mishnagdim and Hasidim get along? After all, Torah is Torah, and we all have a purpose to serve HaKadosh Baruch As long as the Yid is not being Mechal Shabbos and being over any virus. So why do you try to say your way is better than theirs? You know, this was never explained to me this way. <laughs> you know, you're really a big Tamachachem. But you know, I still think you should stay away from the Chernobyl Amagid and his children, because they're really Amaratsim. You know that? Really? Well, do you know who I am? Yes, yes. You said you're a shliach, and you said your name is Reb David. That's right. Do you know who my father is? <laughs> Not really. You want to tell me? Yes. My father is the Chernobyl Amagid. <laughs> what did you say? I said my father is Ramotl of Chernobyl. 
He is the Chernobyl Amagid. Really? And, and, wow, 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 wow. Uh, 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 please, I, I, I understood everything the wrong way. I, I, I can't believe it. I had a misunderstanding of what, what Hasidus was. Uh, wow, I, I guess we could get along. And sure enough, boy, oh boy, did this high emotion change. And then we understood why that the Chernobyl Maggid refused to curse him or to be mispalled that he should be punished. Instead, he was mispalled. And when his son David comes, he should see the light and let his son be the shliach to open up his heart to see things the way they are. People can and should get along well. And people come from different areas and have different men hug him the way they do things. But there's no such thing as my way is better than your way. The ikir is we have to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu with all our hearts and soul and follow halacha the way it's supposed to be. Wow, that was a fantastic story. After a while, I stopped interrupting. I noticed that also. Okay, so let's see if we have any time to take any phone calls. Do we have any time to take any phone calls? A few, I guess. Okay, let's see now. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? And what lesson you learned tonight's story? Hello. Hello. Yes, you're on the air. What's your name and what lesson you learned tonight's story? My name is Moses Strong. Ah, Moshe, how are you? Good. Good. Okay, so what lesson you learned tonight's story? I want um, that you should never make fun of someone, and I want to say happy birthday to my sister. Okay, we'll let you, since you're a big, dedicated uh, listener, so we'll let you do that. Okay, thanks a lot, and a happy birthday to your sister from me, too. Okay, next caller, please. Thank you. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name, and what lesson you learned tonight's story? <coughs> Hello? Hello? Hello, anyone here? Uh, wait a second, Rabbi Europe's, uh Hold on, Yossi, stop blasting that accordion into my okay. ear. Stop! Listen, Masha, you gotta hurry up because the phones are lit up over here. We gotta move all on. All right, to all right. Just please tell Yossi to put down the accordion so I can tell the lesson, then he could play after. Okay. So okay. the lesson is you should not make fun of people. All right, now Yossi, you can continue. See you later. Okay. See you later. Thanks for calling, Masha. Goodbye. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn tonight's story? Hello? Yes, hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson you learned tonight's story? My name is Yaku and I learned to never be a misnagged and listen to, to what your rough tells you and always to get along with each other. That's correct. Yeah, and that's could correct. also Yaku tell the story next time? I'll see. Maybe yes, maybe no. We'll see. We'll see. More calls we get. Maybe we will again. We did that once before. <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay, hello, you're on here. What is your name and what lesson you learned tonight's story? Me? Yes, you. From you, Ashburn, I learned that Shluchim that, um, is, is the point of Arabah. Okay, in some cases. And the story of Tzedakah. Yes, that's also. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, uh, now we're going to the next caller. Hello, you're on the air. What's your name and what lesson you learned tonight's story? Uh, Are you talking? I'll recognize your voice. Are you a, a frequent caller? Oh! My name is Eliyahu Khan. Eliyahu Khan. Okay. I learned okay. that when 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 you think so, when 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 you think someone's bad, you should check them out. Check them out, hundred percent. If you don't, if you know, no, if he's hundred percent, go. If you know, if you know he's hundred percent, then you can. Maybe then you you're not you're still not allowed to do it. But but if you, they didn't see 100% that, that the Hasidim 
were were wrong. They only saw like maybe like some percent. They didn't see the whole thing. Right, so, that's correct. And I want to say that today was a good day because today I went on a baseball trip to Marine Park and I got a home run. Wow, fantastic! And my team won. Great, great to hear. Okay, got and and, and I listened to a tape called um, "Barrels Dream." Very nice. Okay, uh, we have time for any more phone calls. Um, that's it. Okay, that's all the time we have. So until next week, everybody have a wonderful Shabbos. Goodbye. Goodbye.